as we tumble closer and closer to tip-off tonight at the Golden One Center. Kyle Draper, Kevin Whitey-Gleason. I got a confession to make yes. towards the end of that little conversation with Eric Reed, who's a real gentleman. Appreciate his time. Um, you know, I was going to make that joke about DeMar DeRozan's daughter. Yeah. And I had it kind of in the hip pocket. Oh, I was going to go, I need it or not. When I made that, and he looked it at me flat. like, that's not funny. It, it, it I, felt flat. Yeah, I know. That was I awkward know. there. I that know was, it was. Eric's the nicest guy in the world, but, man, he gave you a look like. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. And it rattled me, and I was buckled. I was like, ah. So, <laughs> yeah, that absolutely happened. And then he was very nice when he left and everything. But at that moment, you know, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, I shouldn't have said Shouldn't have went there. Shouldn't have went there. <laughs> Dude, you were sitting on that one, too. You're yeah. right. You had it in your hip. Yeah. Your back pocket. You yeah. were ready. And it was like, because a lull there, I'm going to give this a try. So, anyway, uh, we appreciate his time uh, very much. Yes. yes. <laughs> got the it was. Yeah. And it was like, ooh. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we've talked to, uh, there, are there any Miami Heat announcers that we haven't talked to? John Crotty, I think, is down there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think John Crotty might be down there in a gray suit. You know, I have to wave him up. But, oh, they, they're getting major love out here uh, on our show today. Yeah, speaking of announcers, last night, I know you didn't you didn't care for this. Uh, last night, Bob Myers was doing the game on ESPN. Had both TV, Literally had both channels on. Okay. I did hear Bob Myers say, before I totally abandoned that broadcast and stayed with you the rest of the way, he said, oh, this is, a, this is a big game for the Kings, talking about last night against the Clippers. They want to prove that they can play with the big boys uh, in the West. And that offends you, and I think it offends a lot of Kings fans because you're saying that they've already proven that, right? Hey, let me, let me look at the Western Conference standings because uh, the Kings got to be, like, awful against the, the top of the West. Minnesota. What are they, 1-1 one one against Minnesota, I think? Uh, I think so. 2-1 against OKC? 3-0 and against Denver, you know? So they've beaten yeah. the top three teams. So they've proven they can play. I, I I said this earlier this season. When you beat a Denver and you beat an OKC, it's not about those teams. Now, Boston is its own thing. Boston always gives the Kings some trouble. But outside of that, you know, you look at the teams in the West that they've beaten versus the teams they've lost to, it's been the Houston's. It's been the Pelicans of the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. You know, it's been right. sort of the dregs, the bottom uh, rung of guys, not necessarily the top. Yeah, and that's why so many people are concerned about this game. Yeah. Because last night was one of those games like, oh, this is a tough matchup. So the Kings will win. Then tonight, oh, they should win easily. Well, we, we've seen what happens in these games where they're supposed to win. I would think, Kyle, you know, in the NBA now, everybody, more so than ever before, Everybody plays the same type of style. Yep. You know, you want to get out, you want to shoot threes. I would think that perhaps as shorthanded as the Heat are, maybe tonight, tonight, when you see a team really try to slow things down. And the Kings, I know they just played last night, but they want to push tempo against this team, right? Yeah, I think so. And we were talking to Jason Jackson a few minutes ago, and we were talking about that 94 to 89 kind of game. And he's like, yes, we've been <laughs> yeah. salivating yeah. over that. That's yeah. the kind of game. We won, especially, you know, he said they, they have about 10 guys available tonight. And, you know, as much of a talent and, and shorthandedness that they have, they still got some guys you got to respect. Obviously, Bam out of bio. Caleb Martin. Remember, Caleb Martin was a big part of that finals run last year. Duncan Robinson. We know Duncan Robinson can go off. 
What about Jaime Jaquez? You yeah. talked to, I mean, so there's still some players uh, to be concerned about with this Miami Heat team. Yeah. Jaime Jaquez, by the way, is a great example of that whole thing about Heat culture because yeah. they recognize a guy that is going to be a great fit for their culture. And, again, the player deserves most of the credit. But it'd just be nice going forward if the Kings are able to do that, if there are Kings-type players that they can recognize as free agents right. or as guys you can draft and just know that that guy's going to be a good fit for the way we do it. I right. think they're getting there, but obviously we're talking about a long process. Yeah, and, and, you know, I don't know what a Kings-type player is. You know, a, a, a Heat-type player, hard-nosed, uh, maybe underappreciated, you know, uh, you know, a tremendous upside. Uh, I, I don't know what a Kings player is. Is it, you know, uh, hard nose? No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, elite worker. Like we got good guys maybe, right. you know, in terms of that, you know, that's part of the a Kings culture, having guys you can be proud of night in and night out. Yeah. When you have um, a, a really productive culture, you're able to develop your own stars. Cause you know, there's four ways you get better. You get better through the draft through trades, through free agency, and through developing your own players. And when you're a team in a smaller market, free agents don't necessarily want to go there. Uh, Other players, trades, you know, guys don't want to go there through trades. If you can develop your own guys, then you're ahead of the game. So that's uh, something for the Kings, obviously, to aspire to. Yeah, and and, and it's, you know, when you look at, let's say, the Miami Heat or or what the Sacramento Kings are trying to accomplish, uh, they're a lot different than the Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, who are just trying to acquire the best talent you can get. They aren't trying to be homegrown. They're not trying to, you know, find diamonds in the rough. Like, that's where I feel like Miami is very good at, finding sort of diamonds in the rough. Oh, you guys don't think he's this good? Let him, let's get him here. We can, uh, you know, make him better. And so I, I think the Kings, you know, they're trying to mimic that a little bit, you know, with the homegrown talent. Yeah. You know, yeah. even a guy like Chris Duarte going out there, getting him, didn't quite work out in Indiana, but maybe you come here, you get a chance, and you can blossom. Yeah, and I think that's what we're seeing from the Kings in terms of last night with the balanced scoring. Clearly, you got Sabonis and Fox are all NBA caliber players. We They've proven that. But in addition to that, you know, is Keegan going to be that third star? Maybe, but between Keegan and Herter being productive and Harrison Barnes being productive, you've got a good team. Yes. You know, and I think that's that's the route they're going to go because they're probably not going to end up with, uh, well, they tried. You're not going to get a Pascal Siakam. He ain't coming through that door. Pascal ain't walking through no, that door. No. No, you're right. And uh, you know, G-Man is. There's, G-Man. Yeah, he, Gary Gerald. He's being very patient <laughs> over there with us. Usually he comes here. He sits his stuff down. He saw Eric Reed in his seat and, you know, didn't uh, want to start any trouble. And so I appreciate G-Man being extremely uh, patient over there. But, no, you're right. And, you know, I, I think, you know, we talk about heat culture. It starts with, um, obviously, Pat Riley. Can you say King's culture might start with Monty McNair in terms of slowly developing? You That's know, a good question. Does it have to be flashy? Or, you know, we went from Tyrese Halliburton, one of the flashiest players. We didn't know it, but we saw some to DeMontis Sabonis, a grinder, a hard worker. And so it, it might be a blue-collar kind of squad. Officer on deck. Oh, there's a G-Man. G-Man. Yeah. Keegan Murray. Yeah. You know, doesn't get the hype of a Paolo or Jaden Ivey, but just brings it night in and night out. Yeah. So I, I think there's a difference there. Yeah, yeah. Did G-Man um, leave you hanging right there? He did. He didn't he see did. it. All right. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I saw it. I hope. I, I don't it. know. This uh, isn't my day. I you know. know. Right? I, yeah. I heard the question. You asked Eric Reed. I'm going <laughs> to. 
<laughs> I'm going to let that one go. Is this a must win tonight? No. No. No, so hold on. Hold or is hold it? On, hold on. <laughs> no, it's not, right? So Detroit was a must win. Yeah. This is not a must win. But they didn't win, so that what, you know. <laughs> this is a must win. This You got to win this one, right? I mean, this is a must win for any shot at a top four seed, I think. Like, you can't give away games if you're really trying to catch the Clippers. You got to, yeah. you know, these are the games you're supposed to win. Yeah. When the basketball gods, like, come to you and say, what do you need tonight? Right. You need Butler out? Yep. All yep. right. Yep. You got it. You know, then you have to take advantage of yes. those things. And I think it'll be interesting to see because it seems like in some of the bad losses this year that the Kings have come out with kind of a lack of focus, you know, against Portland, uh, Charlotte, right? Um, of course, the Detroit game. Yeah. And it seems like right now from what they're saying, the way they're playing, they're beyond that. But I've thought that before. Um, so I'm just hoping that tonight, win or lose, we don't see that kind of a Lack of focus early in the game. Yeah, exactly. And and even, you know, that San Antonio game. Spurs shouldn't have stuck around that long. You're right. That should not Good have been example. a close game late in the fourth. And so I would like, you know, some light to beam chance midway through the fourth. Like, when yes. have we had a blowout? Like a nice, easy blowout. You know, just like everybody's feeling good, celebrating. I feel like it's been a while. I think uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, on the road we've had them. We, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on, on the road we've had them. But, you know, looking at home, I, I guess the Denver game, you know, that Friday game against yeah. Denver here, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got Whitey's wish list coming up. Uh-oh. Yeah, so there's three things that for tonight that the Kings and that we need. We need these three things, and we'll share that with you when we come right back and wrap things up here to Drive Guys from the Golden One on Sackdown Sports. Oh, yeah, a lot of Kings fans' wishes coming true this year, certainly last year. This year, we'll see. Things seem to be looking up. Uh, we got uh, game night, bottom of the hour for you here. Uh, we'll get ready for the Kings in the heat. And, Drapes, with your permission, uh, I'd like to proceed with just real quick here, Whitey's wish list. My my. My three wishes for tonight that I, I would like to see. All right, let's go yeah, for it. Let's, yeah. let's see what you, you, got, got. you got. Now, I know you got your music for Drape Stakes. Here's my music for Whitey's wish list. A little Hall of Fame. Ah, okay, okay. All right. Uh, a, a little wish, different vibe. Yeah. A little different vibe. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Uh, I want, for once, this torturous season, for the Kings to make an opponent pay for having the audacity to come into the goal one center without their best player thinking they can compete. <laughs> Shorthanded versus the Kings in Sacramento should be a death sentence, and the Kings need to start reminding teams of that tonight. So you're saying it's disrespectful. Yes, you come in without your best player, and you're going to you right. think you can compete? No. Kings so you need send a message tonight, Yes, yes. Okay, all right, my, I can see that. My second wish, I believe this is an NBA TV center court game. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. So my second wish is for whoever's doing the game tonight on NBA TV Center Court. Yes. To look into the camera at one point and say, if you don't realize that DeMontis Sabonis is one of the best players in the NBA, you are an idiot. <laughs> it's gotten that point, and I cling to the notion that educating fans is still at least part of an NBA broadcaster's duties. And for a national uh, audience, a national broadcaster needs to say, hey, right. you know what? You're stupid if you don't see how good this guy is. Yeah, I'm with you. and Or at least prove that you follow the Kings or know who the Kings are yes. and know what we're doing. And you're right. We need somebody national to, uh, you know, represent 
uh, for us regarding DeMontis Sabonis. And so this will be a national game. It's on NBC Sports California and obviously Sacktown Sports 1140. But this is a game where, you know, the entire country will yes. see what we all know about Domas. And my third and final wish for today, and this is just me talking. I think I speak for a lot of people, but this is just me. I wish that we could acknowledge what an excellent job my partner Kyle Draper is doing on Kings games this year. Now he's oh, technically snap. he's you know technically he's not their lead announcer and all that. And I understand that. But the numbers and I this year that. say I am. Yes, yes. He does almost all the games. He's had some unforgettable calls this year, and Kyle Draper is having an All Star year. And I just we need. Oh, to... I was about to say Nate even giving it up. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Yeah, that, I mean that makes me feel good. Well, it's that's just the absolute truth. You've had some unforgettable calls this year, some great games. Thank you. And Nate, yeah. Nate, oh, Nate, he, he's yeah. been chiming. He's so, been wanting to chime in. But I, last night I did listen to partially ESPN, partially you. <laughs> I got to say, Bob Myers has got nothing on you. Of course not. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Bob Myers is the. Oh, Joe Lacob, same guy. Yeah. No, same it was guy. Bob Myers. It was Bob Myers. <laughs> Whatever, whoever they are. Yeah. Some guy yeah. from the Bay Area. He's got nothing on you. I, yeah. I, I will say, that was their, like, F team. That wasn't even their B team. Oh, or something. It was, you know, it was, and people tweeted at me and I saw it on, so it was that bad, huh? I, it was, it was, it was a, it was a two out of 10. It was a two out of 10 for sure. It was not. She's a pro's I, pro. I, I, She's uh, been doing games forever. And you know, and that's who great. Bad? It yeah. wasn't her. And, and Bob Myers is just, he's new to it. But that's right. not the point. I didn't want to i didn't want to belittle them. I just wanted to point out. Yeah, just hype what me it, up without. Well, yeah. You know, you've exactly. done, I mean, you've done, a, really, you've had a number of unforgettable calls this year. I appreciate yeah. that, yeah. man. And uh, yesterday was a rough day. Remember, I lost my wallet in Elsa, <laughs> well, the town next to El Segundo. And so your You're boy was disheveled. If you, if you talk to Katie, she will tell you I was a mess before the game. I was struggling. Papers were falling off the desk. Tie was crooked. Like, I was a mess. But fortunately, shout out to my boys, the Sacramento Kings, the players, the game took over. You know, it, it, it became like that first quarter was kind of choppy. It wasn't it wasn't good. But then you had some big plays. Domas, the, the dunk. De'Aaron Fox taking over. And then the fan inside me takes over, man. So I appreciate that. White. Absolutely. Thank yes. I, I think that. if the Kings, you know, get into the playoffs and maybe advance, I think that second quarter of last night is going to be one of the things we're going to yes. point to and say, whoa, that second quarter, that Sunday night in L.A., the day Drapes lost his wallet. That was a big, big <laughs> moment for this team. You know what's interesting uh, about that second quarter? Mike Brown is like, see, this proves we can do it. Yeah. So, you know, as, as a player and as a coach, you're like, oh, shoot, we actually can play defense. So now there shouldn't be any excuses going forward, right? Mm -hmm. oh, I don't, I don't want to hear, well, he's asking so much of them defensively that they're offensive. No, you've proven you can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Harrison Barnes, defensive uh, player of the game. How good is Domas defensively? I think when you look at Domas, he's good positionally. Because I thought, I'll be honest, before you finish your answer, yeah. um, when they got him and going into last year, I thought, this guy's not. He's a substandard defender. But he, he works hard, but he's substandard. But the more I look at what he does, not only just the eye test, but you know, you look at all the analytics and stuff defensively, I think he's a pretty good. In some ways, I think he's an above-average defender. Hmm. In what way? In what way? I think he covers a lot of ground Yeah. Uh, yeah. because he has to yeah. because yeah. guys are getting beaten like a drum off the dribble. I think he gives up a lot size-wise. Uh, but as you said, positionally, 
I think he, he I think he's better, a lot better than I thought he was. Yeah, and I, and I think you know to your point, he's asked to do a lot. Yeah, to cover up a lot, and he we know he's not a rim protector. He's not intimidating. But in terms of positionally, like I said, uh, communicating, like he's a solid defender. I think he's even solid on the ball also. Not saying he can guard a perimeter guy, but he can guard his man pretty well. Like Zubats had an okay game, but it wasn't like he was dominating. A lot of the stuff Zubats got was from other guys setting him up in that little short roll with the little uh, push shot. And so, no, I, I think Do- Domas isn't the sieve. That the Kevin O'Connors and the uh, I was one of those people say. too. Yeah, admit he, I have been. I don't think he's as bad as uh, people say. Uh, so do we know now that De'Aaron Fox is kind of not only their best defender, but it starts with him defensively? You know, I go back to pardon me for making this comparison. People get sick of the Warriors, but the Kings are running a system similar to what the Warriors did, and in that in that Warrior system, Draymond Green was kind of like the middle linebacker. He's like a Bob Sanders back there, uh, Earl Thomas. Yep. Is De'Aaron Fox, now he's not, you know, in the middle of it all, but is he really becoming that tone setter for the defense well, that we've been or is he the, looking the for Richard all year? Sherman, lockdown corner, yeah. uh, you know, Darrell Revis or something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. I, I think, yes, you know, I think he is that. You know, they always say the head of the snake, yeah. And, you know, one thing I saw, and we saw it last night, and we've seen it from time to time, you talk about that tone setter. They sort of follow him. Like when De'Aaron's after it, when he plays with a pep in his step, I feel like the other guys follow. And so I think we need more of that. And I think that's why Mike uh, Brown and, and Luke Lauchs and all those guys, they've sort of challenged him to be that guy. Well, it's the Kings in the heat tonight. And there's uh, Jaime Jaquez uh, get ready for the game. <laughs> Already out there with the, with the youngsters. Yeah, you got uh, a Terry Rozier out there warming up. He's not going to play, though. Uh, tonight, I believe that's T. Rose in the uh, paint uh-huh. right there getting up some shots. You know, what's it, interesting about Hawkins as I'm watching him, he was shooting straightaway shots off the glass. Whoa. Like bank intentionally? shots. Intentionally? Yes, intentionally. You never see that, Whitey. You never see guys do that, you know. And if they usually make it, it's by accident. Right. He was actually intentionally trying to do high arcers off the glass. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's interesting is just that one game last night, uh, you know, it changed so much for the Kings standings-wise. Just they, they win a game, and then you see the Pelicans lose, and Dallas lost, of course, the Warriors lost, and the Clippers lost, and yep. zoom. Next thing you know, hey, uh, Kings all the way up to fifth <laughs> with three straight wins. It's like a half-game difference, though, but the psychological, <laughs> like, it's a oh, different yeah, yeah, feeling. Yeah. You wake up in fifth, you're like, man, all is right in the world. Here we come. You know, yesterday you go into the game seventh. It's like, oh, man, seventh. Right. You feel like yeah. you're sinking. Yeah. We're going yeah. the wrong way. Exactly. And that's why this game is so important, though, right? Because uh-huh. You lose this game, then you drop back down uh, probably. And so, no, this is a big game. And uh, it's funny because I, I'm looking at Rozier warm up, and I'm like, shoot, the Heat, their team is better with the injured guys, like, you know, oh, Butler yeah. That's and, a really and good Tyler team. Hero and uh-huh. everything like that. So this is a, a severely shorthanded team. Yeah. How about the Kings health-wise? Yeah. Uh, do we have any update on Alex Lynn? Yeah, he's yeah. back. He's available. Alex awesome. Lynn is available. He was out yesterday with illness. The only guy on the report is Sasha. Come on, you know, Sasha. I know. I know. So this is looking like a lost season for him, huh? Yeah, and he was just, every time he just starts to look like, oh, he's finding it a little bit, and yeah. then. 
he, he's, yeah, I mean, he's leading the league in ankle sprains, right? Unfortunately, and, you know. And Mike Brown was asked about you know his timetable yesterday and pregame, and uh, he really didn't know. He turned to Shannon Malone, the uh, head of PR of you know media relations for the squad, and she's like, "Well, he's going to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks." So. Nothing really new to report on Sasha. It's not like he's closer to returning or anything like that. We still don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to say we want to see the Kings come out, get off to a good start tonight. But I think one thing we've learned from them is, I mean, that's great, but they don't necessarily need to start well, do they? They don't need to. No, they, they don't need to. Yeah. I, I, I would like it, though, Whitey, because that way you don't give the team confidence. Right. Especially on your home floor. That's a, a team you're superior at against, like this Miami Heat team tonight, like, come out early. Yeah. Like, I, I, want, I want a 10 to 15 point lead early in this game. You just don't want the other team that shouldn't have any business being in the game. You don't want them looking up at the scoreboard in the fourth quarter going, hey, oh, we got a we, shot. You might be able to win this. Yeah. That, yeah. That's 100% right. Because, and, and that's the thing, too. In the NBA, in these close games, anybody can get hot at any given time. Mm-hmm. Like, Duncan Robinson all of a sudden could get hot in the fourth. Jaime Hawkins could be feeling it. You know, Bam could be doing some things. And so, uh, no, I, I think this is a first-half game for this Kings team. Like, I, I want to be up double digits going into halftime. I think getting out and running is uh, one of the potential keys to victory for the Kings. But is that especially difficult when you played the night before? Heck, nah. Not easy. There you go. Hey, you were just in Los Angeles. It'd be different if you were coming <laughs> from New York or something. You know, we were back at the airport in, in Sacramento about 12, 15 or so. And so there's no excuses. Second, I know it was a hard fought game. You know, guys played some minutes. But, nah, these guys are still – they're in their 20s, Whitey. I know. We ain't got no old guys out there. Come on. I know. But you see these guys sometimes, you know, they, they come back after a game the night before, and you can tell the legs are dragging a little bit. But, all right, not tonight, right? Not tonight. That, not that's tonight. not an excuse tonight. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, – it would be different if you were went to Miami or something. But you're home. You slept in your own bed. No shoot around this morning. Like, and I, I want to see the maturity of this uh, Kings team. You know, you got a great win. How do you back up a great win? By going out and beating the team you're supposed to beat. No letdown tonight. There's one player that I think we need to acknowledge from yeah. last night that I don't think we've talked about yet. And, of course, there were so many heroes last night. But I just want to point out once again, as you well know, you did the game, another nice night from the three-point line for Davion Mitchell. My guy, Davion. Hey, he's yes. your guy, too? Yeah, no, Davion is my guy. You know, him and I did some stuff. Uh, off the court. About to start keeping a running list. (laughs) No. Is there anybody who's not your guy on the Kings currently? No, no. I mean, these are, (laughs) I travel with these guys. They're all my guys, right? They got it. All right. And that's legit, right? Yeah. That's yeah. If I said, oh, so-and-so's not my guy, how does that sound? (laughs) Right? Maybe you just don't have to say, oh, my guy, because we know they're all your guys. They're all favorites of mine. You know, I want to see all these dudes play well. Yeah. I just uh, love it when he's shooting the ball well. He defends. If he makes shots, he's got a future, a long future in the NBA. Yeah, he had a big three last night, set his feet, and the shot looks good, man. It does. It does. Uh, You know, I just want to see him, you know, pull it even more. Like, go out there and shoot six threes tonight. You know, this could be a chance, you know, with this shorthanded heat team where maybe you get a couple extra minutes. All right, you got pre- and post-game duties tonight? Yeah, pre- and post, man, off day to day. So I get to chill and watch the game and and then talk about it. Me and Mike Bibby coming up at 630. And then you're on the road tomorrow, so we'll talk to you Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday I'll be uh, in Denver coming to you from the arena as we get ready for that game. Looking forward to that. Stick around. We've got game night next right here on Sacktown Sports.